Hey, drama listeners, you've been asking forever. And finally, Robin Herter returns to the pod. This is a historic moment for drama history because we usually bring you new episodes with new guests every week. But Robin is a favorite of ours, a favorite of yours, and we needed to have her back for her starring turn in the current Broadway musical that she's headlining. But before we get into the chat, which I know you're going to be obsessed with, I wanted to tell you about our Patreon, patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where for $5 a month, you get access to our Instagram close friends and multiple bonus episodes delivered right to your device of choice. And this month, we're doing lots of like little pop culture check-ins mixed with our predictions for who is going to be nominated for Tony's. So highly recommend you go over there, patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where you can support us. So we can keep bringing you all the fun. All right, now it's time for the show as Robin Herter returns. Drama. All right, see you in a few. Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Oh my god, this is such an exciting moment. We have someone who is beloved by not only drama listeners, but by the Broadway community at large. Coming back, we rarely have had returns, but we're in year three, so we said fuck it. Let's I know. Bringing back our faves, you know, as we go on. Period. And it's already been fun. But Dylan, before we get into the chat, what's been going on? What are you up to? Oh, my gosh. Well, all is well. I I had said that I didn't think I was going to be making it back to New York until June for Pride. But I'm feeling this sensation inside that I need to make it back to see all the new shows before the Tonys. Really? I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. You're but I need do to find I need to find a way to come back and see. I got to see New York, New York. I've got to mm-hmm. see all the revivals. But you know, it's it's been such an exciting season, and I feel like I'm left out that I'm not in the city. I knew you would feel this way. I knew you were going to plan another trip. Everyone keeps asking me. They're like, "When's Dylan coming back? When's Dylan coming mm-hmm. back?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god, not till end of June." And they're like, "He's not going to see everything, the new stuff." Yeah. So I'm thrilled that you're coming. I know that you're dying to see Annalie in Sweeney. And I am too. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to go. I know. Well, wait for me. And then also Parade and... Oh my God, there's so many. The revivals are exciting. There's so many shows. Camelot. Yes, which just opened. I think I read that... I think I read that there will be more musical revivals eligible this year for like Best Revival Tony than there have been in like six or seven years. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Usually it's like two or three. Right. But I think there could be four this year. If there's five eligible, it could be four. I don't know how they like break it down with like X number equals this number. But anyway, I'm so happy you're coming back. And it's going to be so fun. There Mm -hmm. is like magic in the air right now in New York. I've got to tell you, the weather is amazing this weekend. Or well, at least up till now. I think it's supposed to get a little rainy this weekend. But anyway, Dylan, we've got to get into it because we've been waiting for this moment. I know. And what I just got to say, you know, when we started out as a little podcast in 2019, I felt like we were a year in when this person came on and I felt like we were having our moment and we were finally crossing onto radars and Broadway stars were like telling their friends to do the show. And and this person 
Oh my God. We had so much fun. It was right around Christmas time. And now it's, you know, a new, it's been about two years, two and a half years since then. Wow. I feel like we're sisters. Oh my God. Although in some ways I feel like she's our, (laughs) she's like our cool aunt in other ways. Yeah. 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 Because you can have like a young aunt. She's a forever young aunt aunt, for sure. Aunt of the pod. (laughs) Totally. I'm going to bring her in. Please. The last time this absolute queen was our guest, she was a freshly minted 2020 Tony Award nominee for Best Performance by an Actress in a Featured Role in a Musical for Moulin Rouge, a show that she returned to after Broadway returned a year later. In the meantime, you could say she's been a little busy. Robin originated the role of Marsha in A Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical, where her triple threat prowess can currently be seen eight times a week. And Forever in Blue Jeans is forever on repeat in my house. You'll recall that our guest has been on Broadway in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Grease, Chicago, The Wedding Singer, A Chorus Line, Spamalot, Starlet Express, Nice Work If You Can Get It, and more. As you know, she appeared in Fosse Verdon on FX, and she is a Helen Hayes and Emery Battis Award recipient, as well as a Gregory Award nominee. She is a gift to the Broadway industry, shining a light on topics others might shy away from. She is a hardworking mother, a supportive wife, an Instagram chef, backstage bartender, and true wonderful friend of the pod. Please welcome back to drama, Robin Robin I think I started this show the same way the last time where my cheeks hurt. I'm smiling so hard and laughing and crying that it was the most generous introduction. Nobody nobody introduces me like that. Mama, listen. Listen, you deserve every word. You are so amazing. And I feel like everyone's talking about you. I know you don't like all the chatter. I know you don't like it. But listen, all anyone. Maybe a little bit. Maybe you like it a little bit. They've been tweeting Robin Herder. Oh. That's the tweet. That's all they've been talking about. Do you, have you heard this before? People tweeting that about you? No, not at all. Oh. I got rid of Twitter. so I'm not- Everyone's talking about you, Robin, and it's all oh. in good ways. They they were, they were used to talk about the thing that you would do with your leg in Moulin Rouge. Now they talk about mm-hmm. how you absolutely slay in A Beautiful Noise, but we'll get into it. We'll absolutely get into it. How are you? Are you well? I'm... I'm so well. I mean, I'm naturally tired just because doing eight shows a week and being a mama and living out in the country and commuting all of that uh, day after day, it gets tiring. I should sleep more. I should, you know, drink less and take more vitamins. But all in all, I'm I'm living my damn life and loving it. My complaints, my problems are, mm. you know, Broadway problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're, they're all good problems to have. So I am every day waking up with a lot of gratitude. Even this morning, like putting mail in the mailbox, I was like, wow. All right. It's a good day. It's a good Aww. day to have a good day. <laughs> I love that. That's, it's very Derek Shepard from like early Grey's Anatomy. And he's like, it's a beautiful day to save lives. Did, were you ever in on the Grey's? I wasn't. I never got into it, but um, yeah. I love that. He'd that. say that before like a big brain surgery. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But, um, you know, some of us are still watching Grey's 19 years later and it's not a beautiful day. It feels like we're being held captive in the basement of the hospital and people like Connor and I who can't quit things are still stuck, shackled away by Ellen Pompeo. She left though. I have my my shackles to my stupid shows. What are you holding on to? I just, just love is blind. I'm so oh. I'm so mad that I am so glued to it. Are you all caught up? Because people have been talking about that the recent season. I think. Well, I think new episodes dropped today. Okay. They so did. I, I, yeah. So I have to watch what's been dropped, but 
Oh my God. Talk about I love that though. We, you know, I always say us very intelligent people, we need something a little mindless. Yeah, trash. Take our Absolute brains off. Garbage. Yeah. That's why I watch The Bachelorette, Bachelor, Batch in Paradise, and yes. Love is Blind. Oh my God. I was so Bachelor Nation for years. And then I decided to, for once, I quit something. I, I do feel free. I do feel free. Be- I'm happy for you. I, I, I can't quit it. You can't. Did the the new guy was cute that was on The Bachelor this year? Did he find a yeah, fiance? Yeah, he found. I I clocked it on day one. I usually can pick him, and uh, yeah, and it, he it's. I think so. I mean, I never follow up. Like I watch the show and then I'm done. I don't follow anybody on social media because I'm like, you're going too far, Robin. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still together. They might be. It's like Katie. I think her name's Katie. I don't know. They, it usually is, right? It's usually a yeah. She's she's yeah. very pretty, very you know, basic white Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And is the Bachelorette is she cute? The one they picked for summer? Yeah, she se- she seems very sweet. I, I totally get it. But I mean, oh my god, nothing's better than Bachelor in Paradise. Aww, Nothing it's... is better. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you just you have to watch the the franchise just so you know who's on the sh- who's on Bachelor in Paradise. Right, that is unhinged, reckless. Just, I love it. I can't wait. Uh, you're right. It's it like so it's good. like you need the prequel, the origin yeah. stories of all of these characters to get Absolutely. to their their Avengers meetup, as they might say. You know, like they really. It is the Avengers. Yes. I mean, because they are are all superheroes. <laughs> remember when they did Winter Games a couple years ago? Yes. During that was fun. That felt like Avengers vibes because you had Claire Crawley before she was Bachelorette. You had Ben Higgins and that yeah crazy. Wow, these names that are in my brain that I don't think of often, but they're still there. <laughs> they're still weird. They're still there. Do you watch like these shows on your commute into the city? Like what? Because you mentioned that you're in the country. Do you have to like? I have been like kind of squeezing them in. Like if I'm really, I just need a minute when Hudson's at school, I'll maybe watch some TV. But usually, I'm doing stuff around the house. But I'll try to watch some in between shows before I take a snooze. Or, um, cause I drive in every day, so I can't be walking. Oh, you drive. Okay. For some reason I pictured you on like this countryside train. Wouldn't that be nice? No, nope, right? where I am, it's either a car <laughs> or a bus. And the bus schedule is like a suggestion. And so I, <laughs> so we drive every, <sighs> I say we, oh my God, because I have a, I have a, a Broadway buddy to take, take with me to work. So that's good. Oh my God. That's so nice. Right. Cause, cause Clyde's in New York, New York. He, yeah, daddy's back on Broadway where he belongs. It's so interesting because I've been doing this commute from here for, it'll be, oh my God, seven years, seven years now we've oh, lived here. I remember this now because you had said that you had asked for a parking or something like that. When yeah, you yeah, 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 right? yeah. I was like, okay, I, I remember don't that. have a bus home. Like I don't have a mm-hmm. home, so I have to drive. So you have to give me a parking spot. Yes, that's um, right. So yeah, so um, I've been doing it by myself for so long and now... It's just funny. I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting in the car and we're going to New York together every day and going home. And he's driving, which is so nice. And it's so funny watching him because <laughs> obviously what I do in Beautiful Noise is not what I did in Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And Clyde does some physical stuff in his show, obviously. He's he's dancing a lot and maybe doing some handstands. And Oh, my gosh. Like he does, like you do. But he, seeing him get out of the car, he's like, oh, after an hour commute, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. And I was like, that was me. Every ride, every every time I got home, I, whether it was Chicago or Moulin Rouge, I was crawling out of the car being like, <sighs> and now I'm just like, <laughs> going to the door. I'm like, I feel great. 
<laughs> so we're having a lot of change right now, but it's, um, it is nice to have a commute buddy for sure. Uh, I love it. So wait, your show is, is a lot shorter than his. And your start time is a little sooner, right? So do you wait around, like stick around for a hubby? Yeah. So this is, this. I I was telling Clyde when I saw the show and it was almost three hours long, I said, we have to do something about this. Uh, I'm going to trick myself to death. I can't do this every night. I just want to go home. Right. The show is much shorter now, but it's literally, we come down at like 20 after, I mean, our show, it's 220. It's so tiny and it's, oh yeah. Every show should be that. I don't think any show should be past two thirty, but it whatever. Yeah. Agree. Oh um, my god, it was so. It was it was amazing. It was amazing yeah. how I was home in time for my whole bedtime routine, and yeah. I wasn't even missing sleep. You know. Yeah, and his show is now. I think getting out at like it's like forty two, which I can't really complain about because Moulin Rouge was usually run. It was like forty, I think. Yeah. So I just kind of chill out, and then but the thing is, like, it's this is a monster show, and everybody is loving it. Thank God. I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be a big whopping hit. Knock on wood. But the the signing moment outside the stage door is that's an extra twenty minutes. Yeah. Clyde is just he is such a kind person, and he just has conversations with with everybody. Um, and I'm just like. We go home. I'm so tired, but it's good. It's it's going to be fine. His show is starting later now, just because it's they're still in the preview process. But mm-hmm. after they open on the 26th, they go to all Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. They're all sevens. So oh, great! It will it will work out for us totally. I know. I love. I see you filming him signing. It's you're so proud. It's such a thrill. Like it's like it's me. But it's not. I feel it even deeper for him mm. because, you know, the last time he was on Broadway was in 2016. He was doing On the Town and yeah. done some shows. But once like Cl- um, Hudson got into so much soccer, this dude, like he devoted his entire life to him and to see the payoff now, like Hudson is really, really good. Like I'm not just saying that because I'm his mom, like professional <laughs> players are like, he actually could do this. Yeah. He's skilled. Like it's crazy what he's doing. And I remind Clyde, cause obviously we've gone through ups and downs, like with career and he, oh, he didn't know, you know, what his purpose was, or it's, it's like, if, we're, if you're not on Broadway, who are you? You know? And I kept reminding him, I'm like, I couldn't give this to Hudson. I don't know how, I don't know how, like Clyde could have probably been a soccer player if he didn't choose dance. Like he did it, he did all the sports, like when he was growing up and he gave him this, like, I'm like, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. This is there. Everything is happening for a reason. And now look at you. I mean, bitch didn't even audition for this. Stro was like, Hey, come do this. And he's like, okay. And just like have a lead in the show and just bounce back like that. And now oh he's dancing and doing walking handstands on beams. You know, it's like, it's crazy. And now we're just, uh, you know, having someone else kind of raise our kid for a moment and uh, yeah. <laughs> see how long we can do this. But it's, it's all meant to happen. Like we couldn't do this when Hudson was younger. Like it yeah. just, it would be too much for such, but now that he's like nine and a half, he understands what we do. And he's just, he's adjusting really well to it. So it's good. Everything universe, she's never wrong. You're right. You're right. I firmly believe that. That's so It's so cute to see how much Hudson has grown up, even over the last couple of years. Like he's always felt like a little adult, but like you posted a video of him seeing Clyde and the show recently. Uh Yeah. Oh my God. He's like grown up now, you know, and he gets it. 
Yeah, he does. And you know, what's really, it's so beautiful. Like I can tell, like Hudson's used to me doing shit in New York. Like he, it's not that he doesn't care what I do, but I'm just like, mom, you know what I mean? And he's seen me in thongs and he's seen me with like Ricky on top of me, seen me make out with Will. And and he's just like, he'll go to, he'll go to Clyde and he'll be like, dad, you jealous? <laughs> he's like, no. And then when he saw Clyde dancing with another girl and it was like the salsa thing, he goes, mom, you jealous? <laughs> I'm like, no, honey, I'm, I'm really not. It's acting. What's so funny with, with Hudson and, and watching his dad, you can tell how proud he is. Like he remembers almost every line that Clyde said in the show. He's seen the show twice because he went to see okay. his father-in-law, but he imitates him and he says his lines all the time, like verbatim, even with the right, like the way Clyde says it on stage, he does the moves like you can tell. And he keeps talking about his show. He doesn't care about mine at all. He's I'm like, did you think I did good? He's like, yeah, you were the best one. Oh, cool. You know <laughs> Thank what I mean? you. Like, Any other notes or feedback? Or? Yeah, he just, he said, I said, well, what did, what did you think was different about this show than when you saw it in Boston? And he goes, um, the, the lights were brighter. Oh. <laughs> I'm wow. like, I'm like, okay, good, thanks. Oh, oh, you know what he did say? He said because we cut that that lift when they lift me up because my back was out, and then once once I could have put it back in, but Stephen Hogg at the choreographer was in the audience the night, and he saw it, and he's like, "Do you like that better?" And I go, "Yes." He's like, it's, "I think it's better storytelling." So we cut the lift, oh. and the one thing he said, uh, Hudson said, he said. Um, mom, uh, I think they should put the lift back in. <laughs> I was like, what? You actually recognize that I didn't go up in the air? The one lift I have? I was like, honey, it's okay. Mommy doesn't. Isn't the lift immortalized in like production shots though? It sure is. And I got to say like my foot looks fierce. I was oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing what's so funny because my, my custom boots were not done yet because this was in previews or something and so I was wearing I was like I need to have a dance shoe I can't just wear like a Steve Madden boot on stage I'm actually dancing more than I was in Boston so I said I need to have a a dance boot so they were getting made they weren't ready yet so I was like well I have a vintage pair of T.O. Days from The Wedding Singer they're bright pink so they need to be painted but I could wear those and they're in they're in that shot they painted them brown and uh yeah my wedding singer from 2006 well, that makes me feel even more connected because, you know, I'm a wedding singer girl. Yeah. So that makes me, oh my God, that that is beautiful. Yeah. Wait, okay. I was thinking about this too, and this is so random, but you've been in a bunch of Broadway theaters now. And mm-hmm. what is your favorite Broadway house to be in? Like backstage area wise, like where do you, obviously you had it, had it really nice over in the Al Hirschfeld, but. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is like the backstage of Broadway theaters are like, you know, kind of gross they're like, right they're so old like i would say probably the best backstage ever was actually chitty chitty bang bang because it was the what was it called then the lyric was it the foxwoods or is it the lyric or... uh, what i don't know what's called now whatever harry Potter. was it the ford center at the time I, I think when we went in it changed to the hilton maybe oh yes yes yes, yes you're right 2004? yeah that, you're right she was, she's brand new she's cute she's you know the lyric it, now yeah. yeah it's really it's nice but i will say i've never got gotten that kind of feeling when I walked into the Broadhurst for the first time, like you can feel the energy of like, you definitely can, they're, they're like some spirits up in here. Like I wow. walked in 
to like the stage door area and and just I was like this is I know I'm very grateful like this is a very very historic prime real estate Broadway house so I've never really felt like that I love my little it's so funny I I'm very separated from the whole cast corner basement which they put me there on purpose because it's it's a great room and they know I like to throw parties and so they like yes. this corner but everybody else is in a tower on the other side of the theater it's I, I, it's kind of annoying because okay. <laughs> I want to see people all the time, but it's all right. I think the the lyric or the Ford or the the Hilton or the Harry Potter theater is yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> is, uh, is was my favorite. It's just, okay. It's nice and new and open and bright. You know. Have you, you ever totally. have you ever seen a theater ghost anywhere? Um, I haven't seen a theater ghost, but I will say that I have felt, um, especially, I think it was in the Hirschfeld. I've gone up top, like the top floor. And I've heard that that's where there are spirits. And I have felt like ice cold on my arm and I'm like, goodbye, never coming up here ever again. But no, I, I feel like there's been certain things that have happened, but I'm also like, I know I'm like a feeler of energy, but you definitely have certain, like you can choose how open you are to channeling spirits. And I know I definitely have a wall up where I'm like, I accept you, but don't ever show your fucking face to me. Yeah. I yeah. lose my shit. Yeah. I could yeah. not sleep for the rest of my life. So right. like my house, we have this, this area and, and it's so, it's so weird because when people come, they will look at the corner of our foyer is the entrance because this house was built in 64 and there's this one hallway goes downstairs. And when we're watching TV, it's just like um, a white fog that you just in the corner of your eye, you can see it move in that. And I was like, did you see that? Clyde? And like, yeah, we've been seeing it for years. And then when people come over and they're just sitting and they look over and my friend Livy just said, did other people live in this house? Like <gasps> the first people? And I said, no, this was built in 64. It's been like, I think we're the fourth owners. She goes, she's like, um, there are a lot of things going on in that hallway. I'm like, and there's been like five people who have been like, did you see something? I'm like, we see it all the time, but it's like a good, it doesn't, it's not bad. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. people just hanging out. I don't know. Okay, this stuff gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I have like tears in my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I get like, and you're so chill I about it. I start to you're like, like yeah. cry when I hear ghost stories. <laughs> this is you're the one that asked about I it. Know. You're like, have you no, ever seen a theater? We can ghost? move on, but <laughs> yeah, that, those, are, those are my only kind of like spiritual encounters. Oh wait, I have one more. I have one more story because my my mother-in-law Teresa, who passed away in 2020, we have this. Like it was two years ago, I, we were on the deck and I, I started talking about my flowers, my peonies that I love so much to Clyde. And then I caught this little red thing caught my eye and we have one single tulip. It's a bright fire red, like my favorite color, fire red tulip. There are no tulips in our area at all. And there's just one. And then I said, I feel like that's your mom. And Clyde goes, did you know about our tulips? He, he, and Clyde got freaked out. And her favorite thing in front of their house growing up, she planted all these red tulips and it was one of her favorite flowers. And I said, Oh my God. And so anyway, the reason why I said that is she just bloomed. It's always Aww. the year that I'm like, there's the tulip. It's Mama Teresa. Anyway, that's that, my, Oh, that's beautiful. Open. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one though. That's a really good one. I like that a lot. We got into it. We've touched on a couple different, we, we, you know, we mentioned Moulin Rouge and we mentioned beautiful noise again, and it's been a few years since we've had you on the pod. And because we're welcoming you back in, 
there is a question we ask all of our guests in every episode. We asked it to you last time. And to refresh our listeners, you talked about, you talked about cats, then you went into damn Yankees and uh-huh. everyone should definitely go back and re-listen. But we're wondering if you've had a moment since the last time we spoke that's reinvigorated you, a ring of keys moment, part three or four, whatever, that's helped your love for the arts or your own creative passions bloom. Yeah. I mean, what's been so inspiring is, is watching Broadway really, really come back. I mean, she's in full swing this, this season. I don't know when the last time we've had a season like this, there's how many musicals like 13 that season. It's crazy. So anytime going to see a show, it is so inspiring to me, but I do, I do have to talk about something that has, that has happened because it just happened recently. And I've had a couple moments. I am a, a massive fan of Sutton Foster. I mean, who is not right. Mm. And when I was 20, I was in the city and I was dating this guy that just treated me like shit. And I was so, he blew me off one day and I went to, I was like, I'm just going to go see a broad. I'm going to get a facial. I'm going to see a Broadway show. And it was pouring rain and my train was late and I got a ticket at the Marriott Marquis to go see Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I was 10 minutes late and I didn't know who Sutton Foster was. And when I saw her sing, well, the whole show, but gimme, gimme, right? Is that the name of the song? I'm so terrible. Oh, yeah. I, That's a big song, yeah. I literally like looked at her and I was crying because I was like, I don't think I can be that. Like, I don't think that I am capable of doing that. She is so good. Like, it, I think it was the first time I really saw a star. People use this, they use this term too much. You're like, oh my God, you're a star. No, you have to really be a star <laughs> to, to get. And that she is one that I'm like, you are everything. And I just, I can't visualize myself doing that. Then I see her and stuff cut to, it was very kind that the, the, the cheetah awards happened like but okay. later and I was nominated, but I was like, Oh, that, thank you. That's nice. But what I cried about, I looked at my phone and I'm seeing the headlines and it says, and I'm going to start crying. <laughs> it says Sutton Foster, Robin Herter and more nominated. And I was like, Sorry, I'm such a geek. I am. Um, I was like, I did it. Like I'm next to her. And I just had that moment of like being 20 years old, being like, I don't think I'm going to be up there. Like, I don't, I can't see it. And then these headlines are saying like Sutton Foster, Robin Herter and more. And I'm like, you fucking did it. You are next to her. Then cut to Jesus Christ, this whole PBS thing that's going to air on yes. great performances which is so major. I mean, I literally woke up the next day and I'm like, well, I can quit. You know, my life is complete. But it was hosted by Sutton Foster. And I'm doing, I'm not going to really talk about what happens because you guys get to see it. Um, It was was historic and I still can't believe it happened. But uh, I do the Cassie dance a little bit, abbreviated. I thought based on your outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I do, I do some, I do like a, a baby version of it. And I run off stage and because I was, I can't tell. I can't talk about it, but um, I run off and then I just see Sutton and I've only met her once, like briefly. It's funny because Clyde has worked with her and my best friend, Max is, you know, it's like, I I just, but we haven't really had a moment. And I basically ran off and she was there and I just ran into her arms and she just held me. And she, she was, she's like, I I couldn't watch it because I'm crying. Like I can't, that was beautiful, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that was during the dress rehearsal. After the taping, after the whole show, the the gala is over, I come backstage and as I'm crossing behind the, the stage of Lincoln Center and Sutton just closed the show because she's you know hosting it. 
And she just walks out and she's like, we did it. And I was like, Sutton Foster for president. And it's just her and I in the hallway. And she just grabbed my hand and we walked to her dressing room and she's so gracious. And so, and she said such nice things to me. And all I'm thinking, I'm like, I am at Lincoln center holding Sutton Foster's hand. And she says, I'm good. And I'm just like, I can quit now. Anyway, that was a long winded story, but that is, that has kind of rejuvenated me for another decade, basically. <laughs> oh my God. I can imagine. That's, so, I'm going to cry now. That whole thing was just yeah, perfect. You just, fucking did it. I did it. You fucking did it. It's yeah. I'm just, and she, yeah, I just, it was a good, it was a good time. It was just a good, a good moment. So all in all, that has what has really, what's it called? Build my pickle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, Robin, I don't think that's. <laughs> it is Build now. my pickle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that story. I can't wait for this PBS. It was, you should have seen me in rehearsal. I was, I was um, dying. <laughs> I love that you're still a fan of people that you work with and around. And it's really, really refreshing to see because you've been in this business you know, your whole adult life. And I love that you're not super duper jaded by it. Or I mean, maybe you are. I'm, not no, I'm not. I'm forever a, a <laughs> like 12 year old Robin Broadway dreamer that I still don't think I can do things. And especially that PBS thing, it's Broadway and steroids. Y'all, y'all are, the world is oh. not ready for what goes down in these 90 minutes. It's, it's insane. One after another, after another. And I'm in the green room in my fucking leotard and tights. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, Everybody is around me. Brian Stokes Mitchell, Shauna Bean, Cheetah. (laughs) Cheetah. Norm Lewis, Sarah Bareilles. I'm like, why? It's not that I'm saying. I know that they probably can't do the Cassie dance, but like, you know, I was having major imposter syndrome and just fangirling about everybody. I just, Rob McClure. it, It just, it just kept going. Vanessa Williams. Like it just. My God. Well, you belong with all of them, girl. I mean, I know that you don't believe it, but I don't. I mean, I you should I do. I try to work hard and and love what I do, but and I do. I really love what I do, but I I'm to me, I'm just like a spazzy, you know, twelve year old Robin. <laughs> do you feel like Do you feel like your Tony nomination changed things for you professionally? You know what? It's so funny. It, I think it did. <laughs> it's so weird, but. It's like you got that that name before your name and you're yeah. always introduced like that. And it's not that I forget about it, but it's like it I think it did make a difference. I wish it didn't. I, I mm. find awards there like we're in that time right now and I'm 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 getting the, the heebie jeebies about it because all I want to do is sing and dance in bright lights to a black wall and then go home and cook and watch TV and drink my wine and be a normal person in the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's always, you know, this pressure that you're like, cause if you get these awards, then this leads to the next job. And I'm like, what if I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do whatever the fuck I want, you know? Right. And I just, I believe that I have like such a, a true, a true soul and I, and I'm, I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm, I'm not doing this for any sort of fame or attention. I do it because I just love Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I just really love 
musical theater and singing and dancing and acting on Broadway. And that's all I want to focus on is, you know, people are like, what's your, what's your motto for this season? And I'm like, tell the story mm. every night before I go out in blue jeans. Cause it, it makes it, I have panic attack and sirens are like, woo, 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 abort, abort. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I take a deep breath. I, I shake my hands out and I just make sure my bodysuit is up over my boobs. And I say, yeah. tell the story. I take a deep breath mm. and I pop out and I start walking, but that's, that's all that matters to me is telling the story. Cause that's what, why we're hired. This is why we do this. Mm-hmm. We're hired to tell stories create art and make people feel things and hopefully, you know, any kind of feelings. And this show, A Beautiful Noise is beautiful because we get to make you feel all the feels, but that's why I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the, for the art and that kind of drug, that adrenaline, those endorphins that go through my body every night and um, not awards or nominations. (laughs) In the show, you are just out of this world. Like, like I mentioned earlier, everyone was talking about it. And you have to see it to believe it. Robin, you seriously, you say there's no, like the stars or whatever. You are a serious star in the show. First of all, you're singing your face off in a way I don't think a lot of us have seen before. And then second of all, I mean, Forever in Blue Jeans, the ending, you have this diva moment where it's just you on stage and your arms are outstretched. I mean, it is powerful and it is, it fits so well in the show too, like, People have a lot to say about jukebox musicals, but this is, it tells such a beautiful story and you are communicating it so strongly to the audience. I mean, see, I, I would go again just to see you do that number over and over. I know. And no one's ever looked better in blue jeans on a Broadway stage or maybe know, ever. Right. So oh, thank you. Guess, guess what brand those are? Specs. Oh, <laughs> they're amazing. I was like, oh, damn. I know. I'm, I want to try to get a campaign with them. But like, I know. I was just going to say, you need to do a brand partnership. No, I need to get on it. They're, they're, it's so funny now because I think I'm talking about and these little, you know, oh, yeah. are listening and now I'm getting Spanx, <laughs> Spanx <laughs> at Instagram. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Yeah. No, it is, it is a dream come true. It's a, it's a beautiful nightmare <laughs> because it's really hard and everyone's like, yeah. so easy. I'm like, I'm, I'm dying inside. Actually I'm panicking. I'm seeing red. It's just hard because they're making me dance. Not even just like hold out a D it's I'm screaming D's. Like I'm saying words, phrases on D's, which is not easy, especially when your heart is pounding and you're trying to control your breath. Cause you know, singers breathe from the tummy and dancers breathe from the chest. And so you, you try to, It's so difficult to do that. People don't understand how hard singing and dancing is. And it, oh God, I'm already going to break out in hives thinking about tonight. <laughs> no, it's, I know. It's, no, it's good. <laughs> Didn't that, wasn't that added later, the dancing component? Yeah. I mean, this, the, the number started out as a, like a trio and it was oh. a full, because they didn't know, even with my final callback, actually, which was yesterday, my year anniversary. Oh my gosh. They gave me the music and I, I know Sonny, the music director, I, I called him. I said, Sonny, uh, could you give me a hint? I know, I don't know if this is cheating, but I'm like, what is this about? And he's like, girl, make a strong choice. We don't know. <laughs> and so I did. And funny enough, the product is kind of what I did in the audition, even though it went through a journey. It was like a trio. It was like Jay, his first wife and Ellie. Oh. It was a trio. Like I started the song, but then they came in and then we had this weird dance break together. It's not that I, I didn't have any say in it becoming my number. I just didn't get it. And I just kept saying, but what am I doing? Like, I don't get it. And to me, I was talking to Michael Mayer being like, well, I think like, you know, this is what it, it should kind of be focused on Marsha that it's like, 
yes, this lifestyle, we are rising, 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 rising. But when it comes down to it, you know, fuck the money. I just want to be like where we were at the bitter end, you know, blue jeans. And that's the, that's what it turned into. And then it was like, you have to dance. And then we have to give you this big rock star moment at the end. And I was like, wow, I didn't even ask for anything, but my dream kind of came true. I'm going to scream my tits off on Broadway. So people like I can, I don't just dance and I got it. I guess I have to do it. And now I'm I'm scared every night. Scared. (laughs) Every night. Well, thank you for your service because the audience payoff is amazing. (laughs) Wait, so like a year ago yesterday, so that's the 13th of April. Mm -hmm. Um, how soon after that final callback did you hear that you booked it? I walked in. I I had auditioned on the 11th and in the room, Michael Mayer was like, can you read with Will on Wednesday? And I was like, yeah. Mr. Mr. Audrey McDonald, sure. Yes. (laughs) And I I went into the room and I was just was so I've never had a chemistry read before. Mm. Um but it went really well. I could in like we instantly had chemistry and I did the audition. I was terrified. Just just working with Will Swenson, not really the material. Because I didn't really care about the it's not that I didn't care about the job. I was like, if I get it, awesome. But I also I don't think I need to do this show. Like I, it's amazing when you put yourself in that mindset, sure. how things lay out for you. Anyway, I left the room and I got in a cab to go to the airport because I was meeting Clyde in Canada with his family uh, for the Easter weekend. And I got to the airport and uh, I, it was maybe two hours later, I was drinking, obviously. <laughs> having a glass of Prosecco <laughs> and I see, you know, that when that agent calls and I'm like, here we go, here we go. I was like, hello. He gives me that weird small talk that I'm like, just say it, yes or no. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, all right, well, they want you, but Neil, as in Neil Diamond has to see the tape. And I'm just like, okay, because everybody needs to sign off on it. And so I got on my flight and I was like, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I got the job. It's like, unless Neil watches it and he's like, she's terrible. He, by the time I landed, I got a message from my agent. He says, you're good to go. Congratulations. You got another show. <laughs> so it's, it's just crazy. Cause I That's literally crazy. was like, am I going to like, I didn't know if we were going to try for another baby or I was going to do show business. I mean, that's a massive mm-hmm massive crossroad to be at. And I was like, universe, you have to like, help me out here. I do not. I'm so confused. I hate feeling that kind of, I'm in this limbo. And uh, then I got an email and I was like, oh, I guess I should go in for that just because it said Boston. And I was like, oh, I want to be close to home. And I love Boston and the Emerson Colonial. I love that. My favorite theater in the world. So it's crazy. And here, here we are a year later. Never been happier. I feel great. I can breathe normally. I'm not wearing a corset, you know. Yes. <laughs> no. Wow. Right. Because a few months earlier, so a year ago, a few months before, you had left Moulin Rouge and it was privately because you were pregnant. Yes. But publicly, did you say why you were leaving the show? I forget the, it I don't was, know if you're mind telling the story. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. I, it just, it, it just sucked because when you're newly pregnant, it was a shock. I was like, Oh, Hey, 40th birthday. And I was like, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. You want to have that moment with, you know, just your spouse, uh, you know, to have that, that, that secret, you know, and I, it was not possible because of the costumes and the, the safety, because I have a corset around my waist and mm. I'm 
these high kicks and impact of the abdomen. That was the only thing that my doctor was like, I think you're fine. Like you're fine doing flipping upside down for a while, but she's like no more than eight weeks or nine weeks that you can be in the show. So I had to immediately tell them and I was nervous and I expressed, I'm like, listen, I'm 40. I the, the risks are astronomically higher than when I was pregnant last when I was 30. And, uh, I said, I really want to keep this. Please respect my privacy. This is very hard for me to, you know, and it, they kind of, it trickled around a little bit, not in the company, but in man, they had to, because they had to get a replacement, you know, all this stuff. So I, uh, I told everybody that I, everybody knew I was in so much pain. I mean, you know, you saw the show, Nini's, she's, she's, she's not a, a walk in the park. She's damaging and I'm so full out that I'm literally like, it's not like a graceful fall to the ground. I literally like was airborne and bounced off the stage like Mm -hmm. i'm an idiot but i'm like tell the story (laughs) (laughs) thank Um, you for your service as i (laughs) said so full just full out and i was in so much pain all the time and i said i have to take care of my body so it wasn't a lie i just said i have to take care of my body so i early everyone was shocked the the lady m's were literally like what Cause we were all going to leave in May or okay. yeah. So that's what I, what I said. And, um, by the time I had let my lady M's know what had really happened after, cause it was like three weeks later, I found out that I had miscarried and I was supposed to do a photo shoot with them. And I just called Jackie and I was bawling. Obviously I was a disaster. Aww. And, um, I, that's when I let them know. I let a s- certain people know, but by the, by my last performance, everybody in the company knew why I was leaving. That was very, very, very weird that it's like they all knew and I knew, but nobody out there knew. And they're all just like that last performance, they're all just screaming. And, and it was the, I've, I'll never have a moment like that on stage again. I mean, that, that send off was uh-huh. unbelievable. And I'm just like holding flowers, taking a bow, bawling. And I'm so grateful, but I'm like, you all have no idea what I'm going through. Like, I'm just like, it was so much. And then, you know, so then you take a month to just be like, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> what, right. we, like, we were so excited. Are we going to do this again? Or yeah. it was like, there was a possibility of going into Chicago again as, you know, oh. doing Velma and like, and then I was supposed to do the Muni. I was going to do Brooke Wyndham. And oh. I, so I was kind of like, I want to do that, but that's four months away. And like TikTok, <laughs> I'm like, do I want to wait? I don't want to do any shows while being pregnant. Like, I just, I didn't know. And we went back and forth, back and forth, Clyde and I. And I was like, I'm too confused to make a a, a, a decision right now. And that's when I got really angry. And I just like flipped the table and I was like, universe, you need, you actually need to take my shoulders and put, put me in a direction. And once that moment happened within four hours, I literally got an email for a beautiful noise. Like I literally released, I was like, fuck this, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And then I got the email and I, and I get that these like little magic tingles. And I was like, I think, I think I'm supposed to do this. Mm. So Oh my God. Wow. 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 And thank you for I, revisiting that for our listeners who might not have known. Yes. And also I really appreciate you so publicly sharing your story about your miscarriage on social media. I, I imagine you received so much love and so many people thanking you 
for mm-hmm. saying what they couldn't or for sharing something publicly that they felt was so private or they were alone. So, I mean, I don't mean to like say someone's story that isn't mine, but I thank you for that because I know it impacted people. Yeah. It was probably the most beautiful thing I could have done because it's obviously like it was the worst thing in my life. Like it was just, it was so traumatized, you know, it's just, it's awful and it's so common. And I am so outspoken and open to everybody and anybody that I'm like the fact that I was hiding something. And I'm like, why, why can't I talk about this when it's literally like one in three, it it happened. All of my best friends have had miscarriages. Like I just got angry and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to talk about it because I also got really mad at people, not mad, but people are like, you, your body must be feeling so great. And I'm like, yeah, it feels, it, it feels great. I'm like, I didn't leave because I was in pain. Right. Wait, my contract because I hurt my God. I'm like a tank. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You have to like chop a leg off for me to like end a contract. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was partly that too. I just wanted to like, you know, come clean, but with so much pain that I was going through the response, the messages of people thanking me and being like, I haven't been able, I felt like I can't talk about my miscarriage, even with my mother. And today I did because of you thousands, I'm talking thousands of messages of saying, thank you for your strength that you you've given me the courage that I don't have to feel ashamed. And it's just so heartbreaking women. We, we got it. We got rough. And can we, can we not, can we not talk? Like, let's just, this is so common. Let's just be able to talk about it. So, yeah. And it, and it helped me so much. It, it, it was hard at first. I've done a couple interviews where I've, I've broken down, but it's like, it, it's all with the grieving. There's also healing and, um, and it feels good. It's not that it feels good to talk about it now, but it's so nice to be so comfortable. Saying, I can only imagine. Yeah. Also, yeah. the way that you're able to so eloquently put it all into words, I remember you kind of broke things up and you told parts of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're busy, but you are a writer too, Robin. I'm, I'm serious. Thank you you are. I just, I'm just, ta- it's so funny. People say that. They're like, have you thought about writing a book? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like an Instagram caption. Um, yes. but I'm just talking from the heart because it's the only way I know. I just need to be like authentic and maybe put a space in social media where I'm like, you, you can be, I, people say Instagram's not real. I kind of disagree. I disagree Um, as well. Mm -hmm. Just be real when you're on it. And then you don't have to post your whole life. Just because I don't post every single thing that I'm doing in my kitchen doesn't mean that like nothing's happening or like, oh, she's hiding something because I didn't post like, you know, my mac and cheese that I made or, you know, so. But you better give me that recipe. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I actually do think I might be um, putting together a cookbook this summer. I think I might. Because, you know, people enjoy like my nasty captions to how I look and how I describe things that so I, it, fun. Could be fun. it could be fun. Yeah. I just love, I love just being, you know, it's my space to just, it's another creative outlet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 100%. You're a creator. I mean, you're a writer, you make cocktails, you make recipes, you make the audiences gag for you when you do forever in blue jeans, you know, you really, <laughs> you've got it all. And cherry, really- cherry as well. Cherry, cherry. Yeah, cherry, cherry. Oh, Where- iconic. Table and just be a Tasmanian devil for about 25 seconds and walk off stage. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, right. Really quick, before we get to Dose of Drama and sadly say goodbye for now, 
I want to know what it was like going back to, into Moulin Rouge after Broadway came back in fall 2021. Was it everything you thought it would be or was it different? It was very uh, different. <laughs> It was, it was, it wasn't the same. Basically Max was gone. And I was like, I don't know. Like my first rehearsal back, I FaceTimed Max and we both looked at each other on the phone. He was in his apartment and we just started bawling. Mm. I'm like, I can't go in there without you. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like I can't, I don't, I, I'm not gonna be able to do this without you. And we did. We we did it. I was so grateful to be back on stage. I was so great. You know, thank God Ricky. Ricky was with me still. Yeah. And it was great. But it was also like the, the stress of testing. That yeah. was the biggest thing that that impacted me was just we're still very much in the pandemic, even though Broadway is back. It was like the testing three times a week and like waiting for your results. And like you can't go into the building until it was constant testing the masks backstage that it just was a very strange way to go back to broadway yeah but it's making me so grateful now walking into my theater even though we did have a couple cases of covid last week so we went back into testing and all that stuff but we're good we're clear but it seems like we're going to be on the way to like dare i say maybe have people backstage hopefully in a few months i i think i mean i know that some theaters are allowing it now so yeah yeah. i don't take it for granted that i'm like i'm walking into my theater without a mask and i'm seeing everybody's faces again and it is a beautiful even you know seeing crew the crew you know wardrobe everybody i'm like oh your face (laughs) you know so i can imagine and it's so funny when i went back to moulin rouge it was only a few months because yeah. it was we opened in September and the end of September. And then I, you know, found out I was pregnant on my birthday in January and I was gone by February 20th. So it was such a short, a short moment. You're a Capricorn, right? I sure am. Yeah. Like Capricorn too. I'm the first and he's the fourth. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I wow. think earth signs are good for each other though. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. I'm just like, yeah. People are like, you're a Capricorn. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I think I've got like Sagittarius in there, like some Pisces. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. It's, it's, it's like a fun party trick for like, you know, oh, do you feel like this is true about you? And people are like, yeah, I feel like it's true. You know, I, I use it in that way. That it could apply to anybody, right? Yeah. I don't use it as like a guidepost for like, you know, this is how I need to be in a work setting or this is how I am in relationships or this is how me and my mom relate or don't relate to each other. Like it's kind of fun, but it's not my everything, you know? Yeah. I I guess the biggest thing with the Capricorn thing is like, oh, the Capricorns are like all work and they have a hard time like enjoying themselves. And I'm like, (laughs) that ain't me. I'm like, you want to party hard. You got to work harder. You know? Yes. That's my motto. You're the life of the party. You keep it so real. Yeah. Okay. Listen, we need to jump into dose of drama because my dose of drama has something to do with partying. Okay. So listen, for those who don't know, Dose of Drama is a moment where we rant, rave, talk about anything we want to. It just sort of gets me off your chest. Everyone everyone knows. They listen. Mine is that it seems like a party is happening in your dressing room. And I need more footage of you and Tatiana Lofton having the best time ever. I am obsessed with her. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, this was, you got, sorry, listeners, you can't see, but this was a oh slide. All right. Okay. Here's the footage. Wait, you look like Madonna there. Work. I'm, I, I'm so sober. Just kidding. I love the lighting too. (laughs) I know it's my, my, we are. She, she calls me her white twin. Couldn't be more supplemented. 
She's <laughs> we are dangerous together. We are oh God. idiots. But I yeah, love it. I know I need to, but it's like not appropriate for social. I, yeah, yeah. And I also yeah. don't like posting like drunky drunks. Like sometimes yeah. I wake up in the morning and I'll be like, why do I have so many notifications? Why do I have so many? Notifications? Yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, oopsie, shouldn't have posted that last night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, we have a great time. I, I know I haven't even done a video of my dressing room. Maybe I'll do that tonight. What do you yeah. call? Because I know it was Barnini. What do you call this one? Barsha. Barsha. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> that's that's fun. <laughs> that's it's so like fun. Barnini is like a little. It's, you know, it's, I still have the speakeasy vibe going on. It's like a lounge, but Barsha's just like a just got like a dose of trash in there. You know what I mean? I love that little, though. She's uh she's a little lowbrow, but it's yeah. it's a good it's a good time. <laughs> it seems like it seems like the cast is a good time. This this group of people. They, yeah, we've all kind of grown up a bit a bit but boston we were insane we were crazy in boston um was it last summer yeah it was like summer camp you know there's something about something you know what i mean i'm sure the same thing kind of happened with you guys in moulin rouge too it's like yes boston yeah it's dangerous man but yeah we we definitely we definitely have a good time but it's different when you're home you know you're in new york everyone's tired it's eight shows a week it's just you know groundhog day it just keeps going that people and me too. I'm like, I gotta go home. I can't be doing this every night. So yeah. But last night we had a we had a little baby Barsha. So I love oh, that. Oh, that's so, so fun. fun. Oh my god. Okay, Connor, I do you have it. a dose? I do have a dose of drama. Okay, so I feel very strongly about this. And I'm trying to figure out like how to word it best, but basically when there are leaked photos from movie sets, like there was a drone over the wicked set, or there's all these images of Gaga or people filming Gaga doing her Joker sequel, I feel like the spoiler queen in me comes out and I'm like, I don't want to see it till I see the trailer. I really don't love when things are ruined for me out of context in that way. Cause we don't know how the movie's really going to look or, you know, we're seeing, People will judge. Yeah. We're seeing shots of like Munchkin land or all these little teases potentially of like Cynthia painted green and wicked, these different things that like, I'm not ready yet. I feel like I can wait for the trailer. I really am kind of like a purist in that way. So I'm feeling dramatic about specifically the drone over the wicked set and also all the pics of Gaga and Joker, because I'll just wait till I see it in context when it's meant to be seen. I, I fully agree with you, but that's, this is the problem with social media and these phones. You can't stop it. You know, same thing with theaters. You can't stop the bootlegs. You can't, you know, Ugh. like it's just, it, it's our, it's our life now. But yeah, wasn't that exciting in the days where it's just like the trailer drop and you were like, Holy shit. Yes. yes. Like, like, they oh made this God. already. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, Cynthia, I know you're green. Like, cause I saw it. You know, yeah, right, like right. That, that moment, I fully, I fully agree with you. Thank um, you. I feel seen. Robin, do you have a dose of drama today? Yeah, it's lovely it's, day. It's like not, it's not cute. And it's not fun. I just really, it's, it's the thing that consumes me every day. And that is Midtown Manhattan. Mm. It is a dumpster fire. <laughs> like it is I'm like this is actually real drama that I'm just like every day I have to walk through it and I'm like what are we going to do about this it's not cool I mean have you been there Rob- Robin against all odds I live in Hell's Kitchen and okay, I'm like <laughs> can I can I get out please the okay this is probably problematic to say but like the amount the homeless people the trash drugs. everywhere drugs trash garbage it, it's like back to the future too when biff runs it literally <laughs> it, and that's what i say i love back to the future is my favorite movie in the world and and it, it is i can't wait for the summer i can't 
I know, it's going to be so good. Roger Bart, love him. But I literally am like, this is Biff's world. Like, <laughs> and we're just living in it. We have to walk through it. I mean, understand. And I'm not seeing a lot of police presence. Like, I do not see them at all. Hmm. But there's like, I'm not kidding. And this is, this is, you know, earmuffs for people who can't, who don't want to listen to this. But like, I was walking to Target the other day to get some more Easter candy candy and this guy uh you know on 44th la pulperia or whatever it's called or whatever yeah yeah. just a homeless guy leaning up and he is just peeing laying down but just peeing over to the side and i'm seeing i'm seeing people jump over the stream and i'm like is this where we are is this where we are it used to not be like this. I mean, that's the one thing. Ugh. Like, clean it up. What is going on? I know it's like, bad. Like, and the people that are just like half clothed or changing clothes as they cross the street, screaming, "I, I am!" It's not safe. It's like what have they say? Times Square used to be in the eighties. <laughs> no, that's it's 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 getting back there. I mean, yeah. it's really getting back. I mean, Times Square. That's a that's a zoo. But this 8th Avenue, ooh. There, there was a, in front of my door, and I'm not going to, like, say where I live publicly, yeah. I guess, but there was a woman giving a man a hand job on my doorstep at 10 okay. p.m. Like, on, like, a Sunday. And I should... Yes. Listen, nice work if you can get it. I mean... <laughs> And scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Robin, you are a damn delight as always. Thank you for just being so real with us and sharing oh. your magic tingles. Oh, as you I do. could I could talk to you you guys forever. I know. Here all day. I could pour myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know next time we get together, it has to be with drinks because you're a fun time. While we're waiting for Clyde's show to get out. How about that? Ooh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we can kill we can kill a little bit of time. I should. I should do like some sort of like Instagram live, just invite people on, be like, hey, talk to me. I'm waiting for my husband. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Oh my God. I I don't know. Well, Well, when you do, it will be on your Instagram, which is just your name at Robin Hurt. That's me. Amazing. Everyone should be following you. They should be following us. We're at the Drama Podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor is at Connor McDowell. Check out Robin in a beautiful noise on Broadway. It is sensational and robin you can't miss her in it yeah you cannot you cannot thank you again for coming back robin oh thank you for having me again it was awesome thank you all right and connor i will see you next time Drama. drama